1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson.
1: Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 237. What's
2: going on? I am Matt O'Leary alongside Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how's it going, my friend? I'm tired and so I'm trying to get some sugar in me to keep me going and then hopefully I'll crash right when we're done these podcasts nice. and so I grabbed a pop from the um the fridge and it's, it's a, a cola but I didn't realize it's a diet cola and as I'm reading the content to be like all right how much sugar am I getting in me it's like zero sugars and I was like WTF <laughs> what what so um, which makes sense is diet. It's all aspartame and not actual sugar, but there's 131 milligrams of aspartame in this thing. So maybe that'll get me going for a bit,
1: hopefully. But uh, that's a little bit <laughs> of a buzzkill that you're like, ah, zero sugar.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's all I wanted was the sugar. And that's the only thing it doesn't have. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> this <laughs> sucks. But it is what it is. What about you? What's going
1: on with you? uh not too much we were kind of talking before because uh well it, it's a little bit obvious but I have ashes for ash Wednesday <laughs> but like I was gonna say my, the priest really did me dirty today with these ashes he 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 was not uh gentle uh, he, he went in he went in pretty good with that thumb I, I'm rocking a pretty big cross so uh it's pretty obvious but I don't know it always bothered me when I would go especially when I was younger and like I don't know. I had like a priest who would just do like a little dot. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, give me like, give me the real thing. And now this year, I I think my wishes were granted a little too much, maybe from when I was younger.
2: So we came on. I saw this smudge. I was going, oh, my God, what the hell? Oh, wait. Then my Christianity kicked in (laughs) like my past life, basically. And I went, oh, yes, I forgot. But you're right. It goes from like the top of your forehead, basically down and and it looks like it you 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 moved your head and it just didn't render properly because he didn't do the full like T like no. you usually C. Um, also like that guy's got one hell of a thumb because that's a thick line he drew.
1: Yeah, and I have a pretty big forehead too, so he's taking up it's taking up a lot of room. But I, it was it was worth a laugh. So if you are Catholic or Christian or whatever, and. Uh, can relate i thought i, w- I would share because I-, I just remember always being younger be like this stinks I-, I wanted a nice cross and now it's like well this is gigantic now what am i gonna do
2: let's i remember the <laughs> crosses that i used to get going to elementary school and it was this little kind of like Meh, here you go and you're going all right that's weird yeah um but you told me something i didn't know you're not supposed to eat m- meat on on ash wednesday and on the fridays i had no idea i was doing it all wrong back in the day
1: yeah uh that was a big thing um so today, no, no meat at lunch, or did, we did pizza for dinner tonight, so uh, yeah, just got to get back in the
2: routine, I guess. Good job on you. I, I apparently did it wrong, so even if <laughs> I did it right, I was doing it wrong anyway, so like, God doesn't like me, I suppose, so oh, no. oh well. It is what it is.
1: So on today's episode, we are going to kind of do a, a little hot or not, but not exactly like maybe what you're you're thinking. Um hot as in like, okay, this player's trending in the right direction and they're playing really good right now, and not as in they are trending in the wrong direction or are ice cold. So we figured we'd just go through the lines and stuff like that. We did a lot of trade deadline stuff, uh, obviously coming off a really deflating and kind of controversial loss last night and uh, didn't really want to beat down a third week in a row of trade deadlines. So instead I figured just go through the roster and kind of talk through it, I guess.
2: Yeah, and there's nothing really happening when it comes to the trade deadline. Like, Montreal made a trade with uh, with Calgary, right? Some random guy for future considerations. That ain't moving the trade deadline needle at all. No. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Did you guys have Hot or Not, like, the actual website? Did you ever do that when you were younger? No, um,
1: I think that was probably a little bit before my time, but... Um, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, there's similar things, obviously, but it wasn't the exact website, now.
2: No, like, Tinder is basically that. It just makes it a whole lot easier, as far as I understand it. You just swipe left and right. Yeah, I mean, that was fun. Um, I, I haven't used
1: it a ton because, well, I've been in a couple of relationships. But, um, yeah, it, it's basically that. Yeah, it's pretty much hot or not, but on in digital form, right on your phone.
2: Yeah, so we had, like, a website. It was black and, like... V- <laughs> fluorescent green <laughs> and you have to go and click the button and then it would render the page. Cause like they did it. So that the picture took up the basically entire page. So if you had dial up, which you probably did at that time, it took forever. So hot or not was a really like, you really had to commit to sitting there and be like, all right, I'm going to do this for like half an hour or something like that. Whereas now you can just go like, bah, 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 just take five seconds while you're at the bathroom type of thing.
1: I feel like that was something you had to do with like friends too. Like at like a after school, mm-hmm. hangout kind of a thing and be like, I just picture a bunch of guys hanging around the computer and be like, oh, yep, and then, you know, not swipe, but however you did it. but Click
2: with the ball mouse, right? It wouldn't be infrared back then. it would have the dumb ball. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm old. You're not. Uh, Let's do this hot or not thing All right, uh, for the team.
1: So we'll start uh, up top, I guess, with their their makeshift first line. But uh, coming in at left wing is someone who is definitely hot right now, in Zach Parise, who... Uh, age is only a number, Mitch. He's thirty-seven years old, twenty-three points in fifty games, which that doesn't sound phenomenal. But when you consider how slow he started to what he's been doing over the last few games, it's just
2: it's unreal. He's over half. So when I looked at the hot or not, I thought because you you like you you framed it right. It's to discuss who's trending in the right direction or not. And like well. I like to put a line in the sand, like, when are are we talking about here? So I went till just before the break. I tried to go, like, 25 games, basically half the season. Okay. But that that brought us to, like, the Vegas game. And that that just seems so far away conceptually that that I changed it. And I went to 22, which was the New Jersey Devil games right after that, like, week-long break that they had. And in that time, Zach Parise leads the Islanders in terms of five-on-five points with twelve. He's got five goals, seven assists in that span. No one is better than him. That's insane for a guy making league minimum.
1: Yeah, and like you have to take that into consideration too. Like I, I, we understand his point pace is maybe what it's still around like thirty five. But when yeah. you consider thirty five points for seven hundred fifty thousand, and when you consider you are paying Leo Komarov and Ross Johnston a combined what four million and change, uh, and they
2: got you would get maybe half of that production roughly yeah combined you're right combined, and that's yes. leo in a good year leo's getting most of that in a good year exactly so um
1: kind of just wild to see the improvement I, again I know he's not gonna score 20 goals and that's gonna bother some people but um just this was a good signing this was a good addition
2: yeah because the upside was there's maybe a 20 goal player there and I don't I don't think he'll hit the 20 but he', he he'll do a decent amount I, I was hoping he'd do the 20 when they signed him just kind of like I think he still got it, mm-hmm. uh, but he's still got it. It's just not that that he's got. It's not he's going to be an effective 20 to 30 goal scorer anymore, but he's going to be a presence in your lineup and he's going to give it all night every night. Uh, and he will put up points. It's not going to lead the team, although it kind of is in this short span that we're talking about here. Uh, but yeah, you're getting this for league minimum. You'll take that. that. That is found money, right? Like that's a... Uh, what did Dom do last time? What is it, a three million dollar contract, maybe even four million dollars, like market value yeah. type thing based off of what he's doing? That's insane. <laughs> They're not paying anywhere near
1: that. No, exactly. They're getting more bang for their buck, so that's uh, that's definitely impressive. We we like to see that. Um, and <laughs> selfishly,
2: <laughs> I want the Islanders to keep him. <laughs> I don't know if I I want them to move him. No, you're absolutely right. I, I don't mind it either. Like. It, Unless the right trade comes along, but sure. you can hold on. You can say like, I don't have to move this guy. I don't. If you don't give me what I want, I don't care. I, what are we really going to gain if it's not a second or better? You don't move him. You have no need. Whatever. I'll just hold them. If you really want them, you'll pay up.
1: And it's not like they don't have other options. I mean, we do. The last two weeks, we went through all the different options that they could do. And of course, it's not going to bring back anything stellar, but. You don't have to trade every single person on an expiring deal, so.
2: No, exactly. So, yeah, you're right. I'm okay with keeping him as well. Next is JG
1: Pajot, who has kind of played all over, but been a little bit better recently. Would you enough to say trending in the right direction, or still kind of worried about?
2: If I'm going over the 22 game sample, I'm a little worried um, because he's only got six points in those 21 games. I I believe he missed one there. But you're right. Over the last little bit, he has um, done much better. He's he's started to score points or goals, not just points. Uh, I'm just trying to bring up his last five as a vampire. His last five games, his last three games, he's got four points. Yeah, that's good. So that's good. Uh, so that means the last five, he also has th- four points. So that that is good from your third-line player. Uh, where that was at the beginning of the year, I don't know. But I'm glad it's there now at least. Um, hopefully that continues throughout the rest of the year. Not that that changes much, but at least changes us, our, our perspective going into the season going like, it's not going to be, do we worry about Jean-Gabriel Peugeot? Now we don't really need to do that.
1: No, yeah, I don't think... Like, I'm not worried about him going forward. I think he's still going to be fine. Um, I think part of the issue is, like, just comparatively looking at some of these other guys and their their stats, his shooting percentage isn't awful at 10.5. He just doesn't have a ton of shots. He only has 86 shots, which is significantly lower than some of these other guys. Even I mean, Brock Nelson has 97, and he, he missed, what, how many more games? Seven more? Nine, games. I think? Y- yeah, right, but... Uh, Comparatively, Pajot played forty-eight games. Brock played forty-one, so right. He's still Brock still has more, despite missing seven fewer games than what JGP has. Um, so, like, I'm not I'm not out on JGP. Like, obviously, it hasn't been a great year for him, but he does so much for
2: this team that I, I'm not at the worried level. I guess. No, he's giving us what we. Want Uh, And that's a a really good third line center who plays power play penalty kill five on five. I can go out there and win a draw most of the time. He does all that. And then he adds depth uh, scoring. Yeah, 19 points over 48 games isn't great. Uh, That paces out to what? Like I'm just do the math here real quick. Times 82. uh, I did that wrong. But either way, it, it doesn't pace out to what we would like it ideally as I, like, not do the math because I've given up on it. But that's okay. Um that will turn around. Just name what, like, what? There's maybe two players on the team who are pacing out to production that is adequate to what they're being paid outside of Zach Parise. So, like, you can't really go like, oh, Jean-Gabriel. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that, that's totally fair because it wouldn't be, like you said, it, it's not right to just isolate him uh when there's, Well, I mean, go up and down the lineup. It's not great. Yeah, everyone. Just about everyone is bad. Uh, And then when you go on
2: the right side, someone who's been very, very good recently, Kyle Palmieri. You're right. Looking at the 22-game sample or that 22 window, um, that he didn't play all of it. He only played 12 of it because he missed a while. Uh, It doesn't look great. He's got five points, four goals and an assist in that span. But when you, you isolate for just recently, right, when he comes back against, was it Edmonton where he joined the team when he got back in?
1: Yeah, I believe. Or was it Calgary? Uh, let me look. I feel like Edmonton sticks out, but I don't know. I clicked on JGP. I feel like it was. Oh, my God. We're struggling over here. <laughs>
2: Uh, so either way, the point is that you you narrow down to when he got back into the lineup after the birth of his son and missing a game just to kind of like get back in the swing of things. He's been on fire, uh, which is exactly what you want to see. Uh, unfortunately, it's coming way too freaking late in the season, um, but at least he's he's doing the thing. And, and that's what again you want to see him do that. So it is. Uh, I'm just Buffalo. pulling it up here. It, The Buffalo game, right. So he missed all that. But since the Buffalo game, he's got two, three, four, five goals and an assist. In one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Seven points, eight games for Kyle Palmieri.
1: Yeah, you'll take it.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you'll take it now. It's just we shouldn't have had to wait that long because he went, what, from like November 21st up until February 2nd without a point. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: That's so freaking long.
1: Right, and this was someone who you signed to play on the top line who is, well, was not anywhere close to giving you top line production or anywhere close to, like, I know last year he wasn't a 25-goal scorer, but this guy's pretty much, you should be able to pencil him in for 25 goals and not think about it.
2: That's right. And that's why they signed him. And Lou Amarola basically said exactly that. Uh Didn't isolate Kyle Palmieri. But when he spoke to the media just recently, he said, we've got some shooters or some scorers who haven't been scoring. That's Kyle Palmieri. You brought him yeah. in to be a 25 goal scorer. You paid him like one and he ain't doing the thing. No, that's bad.
1: Yeah, it is. It is bad. Um, and you know what? I will say this. Obviously, again, not a night uh, perfect or ideal situation, but um if he continues and plays well down the stretch here, that you just hope that that carries over into next year. Um, yeah, because I think it it wouldn't be good if he just like completely bottomed out for the entire year. Like I don't know, I feel like that's much more demoralizing than like okay, yeah, I had a rough start to the year, but I kind of figured it out and I'll be all right going forward.
2: Yeah, because that would be two regular seasons where he does that, right? You you kind of forget the playoffs because that's a different season altogether. But last year wasn't good for him either. When you look at the stats, uh, you look at a shooting percentage was not good. And then you come into the regular season now and it's kind of the same thing. And you're going, ah, this is not good. Cause we still got three more years at $5 million a piece. Um, you want uh, Kyle Palmieri to get back to where he was. It seems like he's doing that. It is a small sample, but hopefully it continues. Yep. Without a doubt. Absolutely. But
1: need him to continue to score. But fingers crossed hopefully trending in the right direction uh how about all right so we'll go to the second line I guess now technically and there's Lee on the left side who <laughs> he's got that kind of answers our question here he's been very quiet
2: <laughs> way too quiet um even even if he scores last night uh, tapping that that puck in I, that still doesn't change a whole lot it makes us feel a whole lot better about him but it doesn't change a lot he has been MIA for a couple of weeks now um the production is there when i look at the last 22 games he's got seven points uh but that's still well below a lot of people like that's ninth on the team for for five on five that's just Mm. five on five production and well below guys like sezikis mayfield and pellick right sezikis mayfield pellick clutterbuck are outscoring Anders lee over the last 22 games at five on five yeah it's not good that's not good (laughs) no not at all
1: um And I'm just kind of surprised by how low the assist numbers are. Like, I know he's not an assist guy, but six through over half the season is like a preposterous level.
2: Yeah. No, I I wrote about that in my bold predictions uh, maybe a week ago, saying like, that's going to go up. It it can't be that low. And it has not. Uh, He has not really put up the assist over the last little while. Um, So hopefully that starts to change. But if we're doing a hot or not section, Anders Lee is very much in the not section.
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately. But if we were just going based off uh, jawline and smile, he's definitely in the hot.
2: Oh, definitely. 100%. (laughs) Good looking guy. But uh, outside of that, not doing a whole lot. He's got three points since the Buffalo game. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Not good. No, need to
1: get that, you know, churning in the right direction here a little bit. How about his center right now, which is Brock Nelson?
2: Hot. So hot. Over the last twenty-two games, eight goals, three assists, eleven points. Um, I, I'm sure if you look at the last like three games, it may not be that great. Um, but that's why I did twenty-two games because I really wanted to get a larger sample than just like a couple of games, and I didn't want this to be recency bias. Because over the last five, he's only got two goals. The last three games, absolutely nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too. Like but he's on. He's he's scoring like a, a madman. Nineteen goals in forty-one games. Um, that's he's well on pace for a career high. Last year, he had what was it, eighteen and
2: fifty six. So he already has more <laughs> with uh, you know, fifteen fewer games. Yeah, and he hasn't scored one in three. Right, so um, he's on pace for a thirty eight goal season if he plays eighty two games. He obviously won't uh, because he's nine games short of that. But he's he's getting there, man. He he's having one hell of a year, uh, at least in the scoring department. So uh, I'm going to put him in the hot column. Uh, and, and that's great to see. I expect the production maybe go up a little bit more or not. Cause he's going to get more ice time. Now, Matthew Barzell is not around for a little bit. Uh, I would expect the ice time to go up and usually more ice time equals more looks, but they're also the idea that the looks you're getting are against better uh, defenders.
1: That's true. That's a good point. So we'll have to see with Brock, but, um, I don't know how we could possibly complain about him when he has 19 goals.
2: No, 19 goals, 28 assists. Like he's going to, the last, when I did it last time in terms of pacing out, he's on pace for, I think it was 54 points, which was his career high in, well, a couple of years back, whatever his career high was, he's on pace to match that in terms of points. And like you said, he's, he's on pace to obliterate his, his goals, his career high for goals. So I don't think we can complain about Brock Nelson No,
1: but, I think we complain about the next guy a little bit, Anthony Beauvillier. Yeah, not not good. Quiet. Just very, very quiet. He hasn't scored in let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten games. You have to go back ten games for the last time he scored. It was against
2: Edmonton. That's not good. Like he's got a point against Seattle and a point against Buffalo, but so that's three points over the last ten games. That's not good for a top six guy. No, and none in and, four straight. Yeah, right. And we, we saw like the resurgence, right? When he went, uh, when he played Ottawa, got a goal over the next one, two, three, four, five, six games. Sorry. He's got four points. All right. Four and six. That's good. And then it drops off. It, it has been hot and cold for Bovilia right now. And, and the, the the hot periods are very quick or like they're very short. Yep. Right. So they've only got like, a couple of games and then he goes cold for a lot longer than he's hot for. Not ideal, obviously. No, and like, what do you do? What do you do now? Like, you already sat him in the press box. You're not sending him to the AHL. What else do you do? That was kind of...
1: My question was going to be, is he a building block piece for this team or is he a trade piece for this team?
2: I I, I don't know. I'm, I could see it either way, and that's not good podcasting necessarily, but... He's young. He's still quite young, right? He's only twenty-four, is it? Yeah, he just turned twenty-four. Well, he'll be twenty-five in June. I- I'm, I'm edging closer towards like, y- if you can upgrade on this kid, you do it and you do it quick. That's where, that's where I'm at.
1: I, I think it's just been too long of this. Like, I, if this was a conversation we were having two years ago, okay, you can tell me, Yeah, he's he's twenty-two. Let's give it a little bit more time. But I mean, he's been in the league since he's nineteen. Like, I know that he's still technically young, but
2: he's got a lot of NHL games under his belt now at this point. Yeah. Now, this doesn't mean he's not going to end up being good, or maybe he can turn things around. I led Josh Bailey, right? Like Josh Bailey became that 50, 60, 70 point player later on in his career. But the Islanders don't have that time to wait for him to maybe turn into something. It's, well, we've seen you be incons- consistently inconsistent. We're kind of tired of that. Right. He's decent. He's not bad. Yeah. He's not. I don't even know if I could say good right now. I would say just no. say and, decent. But the thing is, right, like, what do we do? Right. Like we, we tried sending you down to the AHL. We tried positive reinforcement. You're going to have more PK time. You're going to do more. That worked out well. But then there's at a certain point, there's no more. There's no carrots. Right. It's kind of like, well, we gave you the carrot. What did you do with it? Like, well, I ate it. I'm looking for another one. Well, we ain't got no more. What else are we going to give you? We can't make you the star of the team. And even then, once you get there, what are you going to do then? Right? Like, there's no more, like, the, again, there's no other carrot after this. So, like, it's kind of done, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see how he does the rest of this year. But maybe he's a, a piece used to uh, either bring in an upgrade or bring in a defenseman or who knows.
2: I think so. I think if you can use him to bring in an upgrade to the roster, you do do so. I understand they're selling on, on a kid who's only 24, but like next year he will be 25. And, and that, that that's when he should be peaking. And if this is what his peak is, right, like he's entering his peak this year. This is te- technically when they enter their peak as in terms of forwards. Some people even say 22 years old. What are we seeing here? 19 points in 47 games? That's not top six necessarily.
1: No, no, it's definitely not. I think he's well established himself as a middle six player, and I don't think he will ever be anything more than that because of how inconsistent he is. And it's not like Exactly and I I know this sounds harsh, but it it's it's not just a one season deal with him. It's been every single year. He's been in the league for five years already.
2: Yeah, last year was the one year where like you can say, All right, that was the good one. Um sorry, two years ago, where he's got 39 points in 68 games. That was the year you're going, all right, that was the bow we wanted. And and that was the year that Barry Trotz is like, okay, I'm going to give you more PK time. And he starts the year on fire because he starts the year confident. Mm -hmm. But after a while, there's nothing else to be like, I'm going to give you something to start you off hot. Like, you just kind of got to go like, well, do what you did last year, buddy. And it's just not working. No, it it clearly isn't, which is, uh,
1: well, not a great sign. So... We move yeah. on from
2: him and go to someone who does seem to be trending in the right direction. And Kiefer Bellows, he's getting ice time. He's getting the coach's confidence, and it's it's working. Man, like Bellows doesn't have a ton of points. He's got one uh, one goal, four assists in the the twenty two game sample that I was looking at. But he only played thirteen games of those, so five points at five on five in thirteen games ain't half bad for a kid who's uh, twenty two, right? Uh, twenty three. Yeah, right. So, getting close, dangerously close to the Bo situation, but we haven't seen him nearly as much as we've seen Anthony Beauvillier.
1: No, that's the thing. You're looking at 49 career games for Keeper Bellows. Where, how many is Bo's got to be over 200,
2: right? I'm not a math guy. I I would imagine Bo has 380 career NHL games. He's he's almost 400 games. (laughs) This guy's got 49.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. it's not. I know age-wise they're similar, but it's not the same situation.
2: It it really isn't, and that's the thing. We're just getting a shot of what Kiefer Bellows can be at the NHL level, and we've got 13 points in 27 games. That's a half-point player right there. Perfect. Right, and he's going to be cheap, too, because you'd imagine he's going to get a bridge deal after this. It's
1: not like he's going to jump up a significant amount in salary
2: yeah and it's not like anyone's now like yes top six baby here we go it's like mm-hmm. okay well we might have a good middle six winger here cool those are those are good expectations right like you don't shoot them out into th- there and then it's kind of like hey you had that one good stretch you're gonna be a whole lot better and and then doesn't meet expectations bellows is is, is meeting expectations because he's setting them as we go
1: Correct. And I think he's fine on like the third line. He has the physicality for it. Um, I think he's gotten better defensively and he's more aware of, you know, his surroundings a little bit when he doesn't have the puck, which is good.
2: Yeah. He's getting, uh, Barry Trotz is trusting him a whole lot more recently. Um, they're going to keep him in the lineup. I, I, I can't see him leaving the lineup anytime soon. No, me neither. But,
1: uh, let's go to the temporary third line center right now in Josh Bailey.
2: And, uh, I would say not good. No, <laughs> not good. Not good at all. Ir- irrespective of what happened last night, um, he has not been good. Uh, the points, he's got six in his last 19 games. Uh, and that, that's me again going back to like the half point, essentially. One goal, five assists, twelve on the team in scoring. Sebastian Alha has more points than him and has played wow. 11 fewer games. Wow. Oh, my God.
1: That's Sorry, not
2: less. He doesn't have more production. He is exactly the same. Yeah, but still, uh, so, in the
1: 11 fewer games is
2: the, the thing that yeah. stands out here. <laughs> from the blue line, not being played in the top six in a scoring position either. Oh, boy. Um. Yeah, and
1: just the bad taste in our mouths from last night, r- refusing to shoot, which is just... I mean, he's giving the ammunition to the haters. Like, there is nothing we can say right now.
2: No, there's not like, and it's not like anyone's going. He would have scored there. No one knows, but the fact that he didn't even try is just kind of like Jesus.
1: No, it never crossed like, his mind to even shoot. Is the is the issue or what I take issue
2: with? Yeah, you. Cause he had two chances right before he pulls it to the back end, He could probably try to pop it over, but he's like, mm-hmm. ah, I better not. I'm gonna come by and because he's. You're right because he's looking at Bellows the entire time, mm-hmm. cross slot, and you're going. You've got a good opportunity here, buddy. Try it.
1: Yeah, when you're in that close, I don't know how you don't get something on that.
2: No. And, like, it it breaks eventually to Bellows. He can't get anything on it. And then it breaks to Jean-Gabriel Peugeot in the slot, who fires it wide. But that was the chance. That was a huge chance. And then, yeah, he flubs this, like, neutral zone pass to Kyle Palmieri that sets up the empty net goal. And game over. Thanks, Josh Bailey.
1: Yeah, not... Not good, man. It's been really, really rough. And we'll see what they do with Josh Bailey, but
2: not good. No, you're right. He's been fighting it. And and like the production, again, six points over the last 19 games um, at five on five. But the ice time, man, he is. um, Where is he? I just had it there. 263. He's ninth in terms of total ice time. That includes defensemen, right? You take them off. He's the fourth most utilized one, two. Three, four, five. Sorry, fifth most utilized Ford on the team. Still too and he high. ain't producing like it. No, it's still too high. Yeah. So, not, and that's over 19 games, fifth most utilized guy. And it's just not, not good enough.
1: Uh, speaking of not good enough, right now, anyway, I'm not saying forever or earlier in the year, but right now, Oliver Wallstrom has not been good enough.
2: No, absolutely not. No, no way. I don't know what's going on with Oliver Wallstrom, but. He hasn't been MIA. It's just not been working. Um, I don't know if it's just because Barry Trotz told him to focus on something or, or, or um, work on something specific when it comes to his zoning or where he needs to be. And it's just me not clicking for him. But something's not working right now because he's not the player he was at the beginning of the year. No.
1: I'm looking right now. In his last 23 games, he has two goals. Yeah.
2: Not good. Like since uh the 19 games four points one goal three assists not good
1: no that's really rough
2: wow and that's all a five on five not even talking about power play but as we can imagine it's not a whole lot higher he's not popping him in every two seconds on the power play um something needs to change with Oliver Wallstrom And, and it's probably not just like not doing the thing Barry Trotz told him to do it's probably figuring out what the hell Barry Trotz is telling him to do because once he does, maybe that unlocks a totally different player.
1: I hope so. And he's like, while it's he's been struggling, he's obviously this is a building block piece. You're not moving him. You're this is someone you want to build around. He's just got to figure it out for himself. I think Barry's done all he can do. Like I'm not like, oh my god, I can't believe Barry only played him 11 minutes last night. How is he possibly going to survive that way? Well.
2: He hasn't played well. I don't. What do you want him to do? You want him to play 17 minutes with how he's playing right now? I don't. Like, I understand there is something to be said about, like, the, the more you play, the more looks you get, right? I said it earlier with, with Brock Nelson. But you've also got to play to get those looks. And what I mean by that is you got to deserve those looks and, or, or deserve those minutes. And he hasn't done that just yet. Um, maybe to start the year next year, Barry Trotz does that, like I'm starting you on the top line, just to kind of give him that boost like he did with, um, with Oliver Wallstrom. Right, you give him that confidence boost to start the year, and they, they hit the ground running, and they never look back. But but as it stands now, he's not just going to go and do that necessarily. He's got to get him to work on some fundamentals, it seems, and once he figures that out, then maybe next year, look out. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. But um, right now, it's it's not looking great.
1: Uh, for the fourth line, you want to do Matt Martin and Ross Johnson in one shot? Because they're basically the same player. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Ross Johnson had that two point game, but other than that, I mean, big step back
2: last night. Uh, so not great. And Matt Martin's been quiet, man. Yeah. So that's why Ross Johnson is not an everyday player because he, he doesn't give it every day. And that's not that just mean that he doesn't try hard every day. He's trying hard every time he's out there. It's just his skill set isn't an everyday player and, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's still getting paid a million dollars a year, a million one hundred. Like like, sure. heck, I'll take that in a split second. Um, but they need to realize what his, his impact level is, and you know, what is it, the saying? Like, know your limits, play within it. They need to know what their limit is with Ross Johnson and play within it. And it can't—it's not an everyday player. No. Uh, Matt Martin—I don't know what the hell's going on, but they—they—they they, they talked about it at the beginning of the year, right? Having like an injury issue, and maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe something's lingering. Um, I think he got banged up in the playoffs
1: last year too, if I remember correctly. So. um I'm good with like I'm good with Matt Martin and Ross Johnston kind of like platooning or rotating a little bit, um, but just they haven't. Neither of them have really stood out necessarily.
2: No, the, the, we'll, we'll talk about the entire fourth line, but the entire fourth line hasn't really done a whole lot all year. That's true. Zezicus, uh, so uh, I will say for Zika I feel like a little bit better recently. Yeah, like eight points in the last twenty-one games. That's good. Six goals, uh, two helpers. He he's trended in the in, in a better direction. We, I just did say like the fourth line hasn't been good all year, and that's necessarily true, um, or that is necessarily true. But there, you know he has turned something around recently, and and that that's good to see. Uh, and then kind of the same thing with Cal Clutterbuck.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm in the same it's boat just... with Cal. Um,
1: he's probably like, if you're looking at the lens of the entire year, he's probably been the best throughout the entire year. But right now, you might have to give that back to,
2: um, oh my God, why am I blanking? Casey? Casey, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The interesting thing is, what do they do with Cal Clutterbuck, right? Are are they going to trade him? Uh, I think they do. And then what happens to the fourth line, right? Do they hope and pray that he comes back? Um, Not that I think they should necessarily. I think they should take that opportunity to change the identity. Um, But we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, maybe, like, would Cuevilla get a look
2: there in that spot? I would like to to at least give him a try. I'm not saying he he, he should be the long-term option. I'm just saying we've got him. He's doing well at the AHL. Why the hell not, like, try him for longer than whatever, like, 12 games I think he's played in his career? Give him a consistent shot for a couple of weeks or a month or something, and let's really see what he's got.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice.
2: Right. So he doesn't like, he knows that he's not like bouncing back and forth across the long Island sound every two days. <laughs> Let's give him some consist some, some stability, please. Uh, all right. So shall we get to defense? Let's do it. Uh, Andy green, I guess trending in a better direction. Cause he's got a goal, but like, I, I would Fine. not say, yeah, I, I would put him in the, the not column. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Same with me. Um, Is
1: there a neutral? Can I just... I feel like... You know how the... You ever see those charts where it's like chaotic evil or chaotic neutral or chaotic... Oh, I I play Dungeons & Dragons, buddy. I know all about that. Okay. I feel like he's just... He's neutral neutral. Like, he is just smack dab right
2: in the middle. So, if I'm thinking back to the Hot or Not website that I described at the beginning of the show... Uh, the page loads, but his picture doesn't, so you just move on to the next one, or yeah. you get refresh on the page and a new picture comes up. So you're like, Oh, whatever, I don't have to, I don't have to decide.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually better. I think it's just like it's there, it's happening. We, we don't care.
2: No, like it, it is what it is. Um, I, I don't know if they trade him, but like uh, it is it again, it is what it is. Andy Green is doing Andy Green things, he's been fine. Um, But that's what we expect from him. Yeah. His partner, very good. (laughs) Really damn good. Very good. Uh, Noah Dobson, fourth in terms of scoring at five on five over the last 20 games, 22 games, with 11 points, three goals, eight assists at five on five. Mind you, he's added a whole lot more when it comes to the special teams. That's great. Love that. He has been on another level since December 5th.
1: Islanders needed that, obviously. I mean, you're gonna, everyone's gonna bring it up the Devontae's trade, Nick Letty, all that, you know, all that. I I, I know, I know, but um, it lessens the blow having no adoption be this good.
2: Yeah, I think they figured he would be this good right out of the gate, and that wasn't the case. No, Um, which I'm sure they were freaking worried about, going like, what the hell? What are we gonna do now? And now that they see it, they go like, okay, well, it sucks that, you know, it took a while, but he's here, we're good.
1: I definitely think their defensive struggles. This is gonna sound so messed up because people are gonna say like, "How could you?" Like, I'm blaming Noah Dobson instead of blaming blaming the Andy Greens and Zidane Ocharis of the world. But I think Dobson struggling early in the year really was a big factor to holding the defense back because they wanted him to be the guy that he is right now, and I feel like it's working much better right you know right now with him playing
2: at that level and moving the puck as well as he has. If anyone has a, a disagreeing statement on what you just said, I want them to rethink a couple of things because that that's 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 it. That is it. They, they went like, we'll bring in Green and, and, and Chara and, and we're going to we're going to have some old guys here. But that's OK. We got three young guys in Palak, Pollock Dobson and we'll be good. Except Dobson wasn't ready. So they're like, oh, shit. Now what?
1: Yeah. And then COVID
2: and injuries and you're on your way exactly right like because we all thought right when they brought in chara and they let Letty go we're like, well that's because they're gonna bring someone in and then they didn't so we're like well i guess they think that dobson's gonna be the guy okay cool if they think and he is we're good but he wasn't so yeah that that definitely torpedoed a lot
1: yeah and it, it took him about two months but i just don't think people are gonna like that he's the one circled instead of uh the chara and green which seem like the easier punching bags
2: oh yeah it. it so that, that's not to say like we're here because of dobson it's they didn't recognize where he was at right like that's yeah that's a failure on them to be like we threw a kid in there a little bit too early which isn't a very lou lamorello thing right whenever he talks about prospects he talks about like you take your time with them they didn't take their time with noah dobson they they got they got a little gun hungry or trigger hungry trigger happy there yeah we go. there you go got there <laughs> they got a little trigger happy with Noah Dobson and, and the cap, and it bit him in the butt.
1: No, that's it Um Yeah, but luckily it's working out now because he's been really good.
2: Yeah, so like they'll be better for it next year, but as it stands now, unfortunately, not.
1: Yeah. Uh, second pair, you right now are looking at Adam Pellick and Scott Mayfield. I would say Adam Pellick trending in the right direction.
2: Yes. Yeah, like in terms of scoring eight points in twenty-two games, that's good. He's three back of Dobson, right? So that's all right for what is a not offensive defenseman. Yeah, you'll take that anytime, especially with what he gives you defensively. Yeah, exactly right. So you're getting top pair of production for a defensive defenseman out of Adam Pelican, and then you, like you said, you get the elite level defending. We're good. Hot, yeah,
1: for sure, definitely way way over on the hot side. Scott Mayfield. I feel like this is an
2: interesting one. Yeah, because it was hot for a bit, and now it's kind of not. So is he also in the middle? Yeah, his page, like, the the, the picture's kind of half-loaded, and you're going like, well, I like what I'm seeing, but I don't see all of it, so I don't know where to go. And then you hit refresh again. It's a little too pixelated for us to really get a good (laughs) read. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, like, it went well for a bit. He's got eight points in those 22 games, so on that merit, good. But the last little bit hasn't gone very well. So, like judging on the production, a okay. But the recent player going ah, that that there's an extra level here that I'm not liking.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, what about Aho P- uh, Pulak pair? Aho is basically the reverse of Scott Mayfield. Yeah, I would think so. Right? It was not great
2: to getting better. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's got a bunch of points over the last couple of games. Um, almost got a goal yesterday. Uh, That was so close. But um, I'm just bringing it up here. The last five games, he's got four points in his last five games. The only one where he didn't pick up a point was against Colorado. And I think his, his point streak extends longer than that. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he had a five-game point streak at one point. From Montreal all the way to Anaheim, scoring points. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. I, we...
1: I guess my question for you is, does this change your perspective on him, or are you still kind of like seventh defenseman, borderline, third pair guy?
2: I still am. Um, a six-game sample is good, but I don't think it changes everything. I, I still think the succession planning for the Islanders is we're bringing in Robin Salo, and Robin Salo is going to be our third pair lefty. Um, obviously, they're going to see what 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 bring what Ajo brings to the table, but um, at 26 years old, you're not getting a whole lot more out of Sebastian Ajo, where you know you can get more out of, uh, my God, uh, out of Robin Salo, who is not 26 years old.
1: Yeah. There you go. So that'll be the, the upgrade, and Aho will probably be the depth, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world.
2: No, exactly. I, I don't think it's the, uh, a bad thing to have Robin Salo and Sebastian Aho on the roster. Um, and they've got Sal, oh, sorry, Ajo until th- this year, but he's an RFA with arbitration rights. So, like, I don't imagine he can argue for a big upgrade. No, yeah, I wouldn't imagine so. So, yeah. Uh, S- Who's the other one there? Ryan Pollock. Ryan Pollock is interesting because he missed a lot of time, right? The, that injury kept him out for a long, long time. Um, so, when it, you look at that, like, 22-game sample that I keep referencing – he doesn't have a lot of games played. I, I can't even find him right now for some stupid reason. Maybe I'm just not reading properly. There he is. 19th in terms of scoring. He's got three points over 13 games played. Um, that's not a lot. Uh, but he's started to get back to where he needs to be in terms of just ice time, right?
1: Yeah. I, he, it's been a slow build back up from him. Um, I think I'm giving him a pass on this year. Um I think he's gonna be fine, but it just it hasn't been great.
2: No, it hasn't, and he missed a bunch of time, and then he had to like basically rehab on the ice for a couple of games too. So he's finally back to playing those big minutes again. So we're we're just getting Ryan Pulock back, in. I don't think we can give him a fair grade because of that. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, as for Ilya Sorokin, good. Yeah, good for sure. He got that shutout uh, the other day against Seattle, so that that's great. Um, still, it's in a couple of ones. You're going like, I kind of wish you didn't do that, but uh, it happens. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm I'm with you on that. It's a little bit frustrating. Some of the ones, especially like when it's like, hey, just post up, buddy, and we're we're fine. <laughs> but his numbers have been good. He's clearly a number one goalie in this league.
2: Yeah, 100%. And one of the better goalies, too, right? Like, not the best, but he's easily in the top five.
1: Yeah, which is, like, obviously, like, just comparatively, like, Igor Shostakhin plays in the same town, so he's going to be the bigger light right now. I mean, one, the Rangers are a better team. Two, he's been putting up Vesna like numbers, so obviously he's going to get more of the recognition, but Sorokin's been damn good. If you want to even include, like, his last year numbers, so it's, like, 57, 58 games, he's been excellent. So yeah,
2: nine twenty goalie, like two fifty goals against average. So that's that. Those are winning numbers. Yeah, it'll play. Uh, as for Simeon Varlamov, he's been okay. Yeah, he hasn't got a lot of games because he's missed a bunch, and because Sorokin is taking over, uh, I think he's expendable now. I I absolutely do. I, I wouldn't have said this a, a couple of weeks ago. Just because, you know, you need you need goalies to play games. But the Islanders aren't in any way, shape, or form making the playoffs. So uh, you can you can move him if you can. Yeah. I, th- I think so. I think that's where we're at with Simeon Varlamov right now. Yeah, because of
1: how good Ilya Sorokin's been. And then you just, I don't, know, I don't know. You pluck someone in free agency and, <laughs> and you're on your way. It seems like the Islanders have been able to, f- you know, figure out these 1A, 1B situations pretty much since 2018
2: yeah, they know what they're doing in nets.
1: i I have no problems with that at all. Uh, is there anyone else you want to talk to before we uh, move on here?
2: No, I think that's pretty much it, right? Like the, there's only ever like what Robin Salo, who's played a couple of games. Right. Well, uh, we, and, and,
1: we didn't do Barzella or Chara.
2: Right, but they're injured and we don't even know how long they're going to be out for. So, like, what do we do with them? Like, Barzal has been great. Yeah, that's, well, I don't know about great, but like, he's got 11 points in 20 games. So, at five on five, of course. And that's, that's fine. He leads the line offensively. And I, I don't think he's been MIA or anything of the sorts.
1: No. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think so. He's been fine. Chara, I mean, obviously we know early in the year, really rough start, but. He's
2: been okay since then? Yeah, he's been okay. And that's all you can really expect for from a 44-year-old defenseman. Yep. So,
1: uh, shall we move along here and get into the young guys down on the farm?
2: Yeah, let's do that a little bit quick because we're, like, what, 46 minutes into the show here. Um, on March 1st, uh, teams can start signing players in the reserve list for contracts effective 22-23. And the Islanders have a bunch of players in their reserve list, and, but the ones that I want to focus on are the ones that are soon to be expired. And what I mean by expired is the Islanders could lose their reserve list status, so these players would become UFAs if the Islanders don't sign them by a certain date. Okay. And so there's only a few of those guys. we got Logan Cockrell, lose their rights on August 15th. William Zafoul, June 1st. Russian Ishikov, June 1st. Christian Krieger, August 15th, Ben Mirages, August 15th, and Jacob Ivanka, August 15th. Those August guys are all NCAA players. Okay. So which one of those guys do we sign and which ones do we not? It was, it's really what I'm focused on. Okay. So I would hope Ishkakov, right? I think got the only ones that I don't think they'll sign is Ben Mirages. I can't confirm that they won't. No one can. Um, but something happened there. Um, between him and Providence mm-hmm. and he's not playing hockey right now. I can't see the Islanders signing him. I think he's going to, if he wants to play hockey again, he's going to go somewhere else to do it. And I'm not sure they signed Jacob Pavanka. Okay. Uh, are we crying over those losses? Not really. Like Pavanka, really like elite level face-off man, like Yannick Perot type of faceoff man. Put him out there three times, two times out of three, he's winning the draw. That's how good he is. Yeah. Against anyone. Doesn't matter. But doesn't put up points.
1: No. Yeah, I I feel like the Islanders have a million of those guys, though, no?
2: Yeah. Like, good good two-way center for sure, but I I don't think he's going to blow you away. And Ben Mirages was a a good defenseman, had a couple of good years there for Providence. This one was shaping up to be an okay one productivity-wise, and then just, you know, he's no longer there for reasons. So, I... I don't think there's a whole lot of loss there. No, yeah, I would have to agree
1: with you. The ones that stood out, Ishikov was the one that jumped out. It was, it was, you said William Dafoe, right? Yeah. Yeah, those two, I would say.
2: Yeah, so it's, they're going to sign Zful. There's no question about that. Like I know people have asked, like, do you think they're going to do it? Yeah, yeah, they're going to do it. So they're going to sign Felix Bebo to a contract, or they're going to sign William Dafoe to a contract. There's no question about it. I'm still not sure they're going to do Russian Ishikov. I'm like, I'm more want them to, then know they're going to. It'd be weird, though. He was a
1: second-round pick, man. And relatively high, no? Top 50, I think. Yeah, right? They took him before Bodie Wilde, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm trying to do some quick math here. I think it was... A, I'm almost positive it was a top
2: 50 pick. Well, I can click on his name here. It's actually right there. Yeah, it was 43 overall.
1: Okay. Yeah, that would be really strange if they didn't, I feel like.
2: And, like, he had a really good year in, in, in Finland last year. He's having another good year in Germany this time. Missed a bunch of games, but that's because of a foot injury. So, it makes no sense to me to just be like, now we're good. No, bring him in. See what you've got, man. What would the reason be? He's too short. Didn't you know that when you drafted him? Well, exactly, right? <laughs> like, so, what are we doing? Did you really think he'd blossom into some, like, 6'2", 200-pound Colossus when you drafted him Maybe. at 5'7", 152? Like... He's added some weight since then. I I think he's closer to like the 160, maybe even 170. Uh, But they didn't grow a whole lot because people don't at that
1: age. I don't think anyone's asking him to play even center at the AHL level. I don't see why he can't play on
2: the wing in the A. Right. But he plays center in in Germany. He plays center in Finland. Different ice, of course. But still, um, he's a decent centerman there. I I think he's a better winger, but I, I can't see him not being signed. And then Logan Cockrell wears a. He's a captain for BU, so you know they're going to bring him in. He's a captain. Yeah, that that makes sense. So, that that's what I wanted to focus on for the down on the farm section for this week. Okay. Shall we try out the quiz? Let's do it. So this is another Spiz special. Of course, that Um, (laughs) right. If you don't know who Spiz is, he's one of our top patrons. Those are all top patrons, but like. Very active Everyone knows Very active There you go Thank you One of the more active patrons out there Everyone knows who he is If you want to know who Spiz is And what our patrons at Check out patreon.com Slash eyes on aisles Five bucks a month gets you all our content there But To the quiz Matt are you ready Five clues to guess Who this mystery New York Islander is I was born ready Beauty One People call me Stumpy
1: Ruslan Iskakov. We're talking about short
2: people Why not <laughs> Incorrect. He hasn't played for the Islanders yet. Uh, Um, Two, I've played for six NHL teams. Michael Grabner. Incorrect. Good guess, though. Three, I've scored 40 goals twice in my career. Once for the Blackhawks and once for the Islanders. Scored 42 for the Islanders, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Blackhawks and Islanders.
2: Okay, next. Next. 4. My name is Steve, and I was traded from the Isles to New Jersey for Claude Lemieux.
1: I feel like I should know this.
2: Why don't I know this? Steve... Damn it, give it to me. 5. I had the same name as an artist, a Welsh footballer, a rugby player, and an Australian politician, so it's a pretty common last name that starts with TH. With TH?
1: Yeah. Steve Thibodeau
2: Thomas I went way off <laughs> <laughs>
1: Steve Thomas damn it
2: oh that was good. embarrassing I like, I like the Thibodeau reference eh, it's all good buddy so thank you Spiz, for the clues if you have a, a, a mystery honor you want me to repeat on the show ad nauseum or ad, not ad ad verbatim just send me the clues over people oh damn it I'm mad at myself for that one that's eh, fine it's fine. It's 10 o'clock. We've been up late last night, buddy, doing the, the post-game show for the Patreon, by the way. Um, it's been a late couple of weeks even with the Islanders out on the West Coast. Finally, they're back, and they're not going back out West. I can't wait to have regular ice times again, or game times, I should say.
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be a welcomed addition. So let's get to the social segment. We'll see what's going around on Isles Twitter. Mitch, what do you got
2: for us? Um, the first one, uh, the, 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 the bunch of people tweeted it out. It's the uh, the no-goal by Sebastian Ajo, do you think crossed the line or not? It's really close. See, my issue was that it was originally
1: a goal on the ice, so there hasn't been enough for me like, oh, yeah, that definitely didn't cross the line. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, maybe that's just a football fan in me where I'm like, inconclusive evidence, you just stick with whatever you called on the field originally or on the ice in this case, but um, I, don't, I don't know. It, it, it It's so damn close.
2: Yeah, I I don't think it does, but I tweeted out to scouting the refs, asking them about it, and they said it's pretty straightforward, puck did not cross the line completely. But what they add to that is, now if the NHL can get to work on puck tracking instead of player tracking, we should have a better data to confirm whether it does or doesn't without relying on video. And I thought that was super smart. Yeah,
1: 1000%. It's so dumb that they don't have that right now. Like, there's got to be some sort of tracker where it'd be like, hey, did this cross all the way yes or no
2: yeah right like it, it's it, they've got to have something for for moments like this because not only does the video not really perfect because it depends on the angle you're looking at the the how the camera is set up but it's also like do you have the proper frame rate right like if you yeah. don't have the free set on the proper frame you might miss it
1: yeah there's so many variables involved there's got to be a better way
2: yeah 100 percent.
1: what do you got Well, this is from my world. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, for my day job, I work for a sports gambling company. And uh, this first one comes from the Island Chic on Twitter. And I feel so bad for this guy. So he says, I had a pipe burst this weekend and I have a $10,000 plumbing bill. In all things that are holy, please God let Sebastian Ajo, parentheses, the Swede from the Islanders, score. So he did a three-leg parlay. And uh, for those who don't know what a parlay is, well, you know, gambling is now legal in New York State. Uh, so this is going to be a much bigger part of our lives. So I'll I'll teach you a little bit. You need all legs of your parlay to hit in order for you to win. So it was a three legs, uh, same game parlay, and he was doing any time goal scorers. J.G. Pajot was one of them. Devontae's was one of them. Whoa. And Sebastian Ajo was one of them. We know J.G. Pajot and Devontae's scored and it looked like, just feeding off of what you were just saying, it looked like Sebastian Ajo had it. So it was a $10 bet that would have turned into five grand. You would have won five grand on 10 bucks if that goal went in, Mitch.
2: <sighs> That's heartbreaking. I would have lost my mind to be that close to $5,000. You're effectively $5,010 in the hole now because the NHL can't get their crap together to decide what is and isn't a goal.
1: Right. So like people are gonna be like, "Well, oh, the ten thousand dollar bill. Like, why are you gambling, trying to pay that? Like, it was a ten dollar bet. Like, this guy wasn't betting ten thousand dollars. Like, let's pump the brakes on, on, uh, on that. But oh, that was, that's about as bad of a beat as you could ever see. Just yeah. brutal, man.
2: Yeah, robbed, robbed right there. Oh, I feel bad for Island Sheik, but it is what it is. Not gambling good. is a fickle mistress. It is, but it's fun. It is. Yeah. It's very fun. <laughs> what, except in moments like these.
1: Well, I mean, this is why we do it.
2: <laughs> <That's true>. you <laughs> got to accept that that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. No, you just. You, yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, my next one here comes from uh, NY Isles fan. or sorry. NY Islanders fan. And it's a uh, it's the little things that make me smile. And it's a picture of John Tavares, his last 12 games. And it's zero goals. And it actually extends further than that. He hasn't scored a goal in 13 games. Wow. Quiet. Love it. Yeah, quiet. Putting up points still, right? He's got two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Still got two ten helpers in those thirteen games, so he's still got points, but not not a whole lot of goals. Although he's already got seventeen on the year, like I think he's fine. Yeah, I mean it's not a massive number, but it's a solid number. Yeah. Fifty points in fifty two games for JT, which he's fine. It's just funny to see thirteen games without a goal. LOLs. Yeah, we, get, we can get our LOLs there. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, my last one comes from Stefan Rosner.
1: Um, he says, Iles, Ilya Sorokin made four of the five starts on the road trip. Here are his stats. He went 2-1-1, one, one, 930 save percentage, 2.23 goals against, 1.23 goals saved above average, 955 high danger save percentage. This is end, end quote on his tweet. This is now me. Hashtag good.
2: Hashtag very good. Yeah, that's very good. That's exactly what you want to see. Even on the oh my god. Those those are you win most of the time levels of goaltending and that's what happened, right? Yeah, yeah they finished two two and one, but it, it could have very well been three, one and one and beating the Colorado Avalanche. Should have been. Yeah, should have been. Uh, my last one here comes from Isles on MSG, uh, and it says hashtag Isles buzzing in the in the third period. Like, and it's a Nintendo 64 controller with the Rumble Pack. Oh, that was the and best. the reason I bring this up because the Rumble Pack was the worst thing ever. I hated the really? Rumble Pack. It you was so like dumb. Rumble Pack. Wow. It was dumb. It was so like violently like shake the controller, and it chewed up all of your batteries for nothing. Oh yeah, no,
1: without a doubt. But I feel like that is just so nostalgic. Just like the, I could feel the controller shaking in my hand when you said that.
2: Yeah, and it's become a staple, right? Like every controller does that now. Um, It was just, and it was so heavy, right? Because it was four AAA batteries, I believe that was in there. Or is it four AA's? I think it was four AA's.
1: I I don't remember, but I want to say double. I think it was the little thicker. I think it was the thick boys.
2: Yeah, that that's insane. That's heavy at the edge of the controller, right? Because the way you hold it, it, it's leaning over the back end. Yeah. Worst thing, I hated it. I, I would always, I would, I played it once, put the batteries in. And then when it died, I was like, thank God, never again. <laughs> I don't know. The feel of the controller shake. And that's like the
1: big shake. You got to hold that with two hands, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. If you're not holding it right, it's falling. And then all you hear is like <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> I loved it. So that was my last one. All right. So wherever you are listening to the show, please make sure to subscribe. Leave a rating and review. That really helps us out a lot. We appreciate all the love and support there. Uh, You can follow along. We've mentioned a few times on the show. Patreon, patreon patreon.com, eyes on aisles. So you get bonus content for five bucks a month, post-game pod after every single game, a mailbag show once a week. You get a, a Discord of Islanders fans. It's a whole lot of fun, worth your while for sure to check out. Social media, Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is Matt O'Leary, NY. Mitch is TLO Mitch. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. You can also download the Fan sided app, get us there. Or you can check out the website, eyesoniles.com, for all your New York Islanders needs. That's going to do it for us on episode number 237. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I am Matt O'Leary. He is Mitch Anderson, and we'll talk to you next time.